48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The Secretary for Security says officers who mock the death of a policewoman face a possible disciplinary investigation. The death toll from COVID-19 in the United States passes 700,000, the world's highest. And the President of the Philippines announces his retirement from politics. Security Secretary Chris Tang has expressed anger over remarks made by several disciplined forces officers in which they allegedly mocked the death of a policewoman during an anti-smuggling operation. Appearing emotional as he commented on the accident on a radio show, Mr. Tang criticized people who used the incident to make anti-police comments online. He says people shouldn't be cold-blooded or spread the political beliefs during times like this. Mr. Tang had harsh words for the officers concerned. As disciplined service officers, they should know that there's a chance we'll all face danger. All of us are working and doing our best to protect Hong Kong. It's extremely regrettable to see such attitudes. I also doubt if these people still want to serve the public. These officers have been suspended from duty. We'll see if any criminal elements are involved and if there's a disciplinary investigation. Mr. Tang also said the government would consider including sedition in the Article 23 legislation officials are currently studying. He noted that the sedition offense is now covered by the crimes ordinance, but not by the national security law. The security chief added that Article 23 legislation will also target spying activities. The University of Hong Kong is reportedly planning to remove the Pillar of Shame, a sculpture that commemorates those who died during June the 4th. The monument was created by a Danish artist and gifted to the now-defunct Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, which is now charged with inciting subversion. In a statement, HKU says it reviews risk management measures and facility usage on campus from time to time and won't comment on speculation. Police have charged an elderly man with animal cruelty on suspicion of killing a pigeon in Tokwawan. Officers said the 70-year-old was allegedly seen on Thursday throwing stones at pigeons before he picked up one from the ground. He allegedly put it down and fled after a government worker called out to him. Health officials have reported five imported COVID infections from India, the Philippines, Germany and France. All had been vaccinated and all carried COVID mutations, but were asymptomatic. More than 700,000 people have now died from COVID in the United States. That's the highest number for any country in the world. The figures were compiled by Johns Hopkins University. The U.S. accounts for one in seven coronavirus deaths globally. The BBC's Mark Lobo reports. Despite an effective vaccine rollout, the virus is spreading rapidly, with the Delta variant dominant. Recent deaths have been concentrated in the South, affecting more younger people than before. 40% of the 100,000 people who died most recently were under 65. The vast majority were unvaccinated. One medical historian called the losses absolutely needless, as jabs are widely available. But anti-COVID enforcement measures remain contentious. Some Republican states, like Texas and Florida, prefer to ban mandatory masking. The president of the Philippines, Rodrigo Duterte, says he is retiring from politics. The constitution bars him from a second term, but he had been offered the chance to run as vice president in elections next May. Mr Duterte announced his decision in Manila. 
the overwhelming sentiment of the Filipino is that I am not qualified and it would be a violation of the Constitution and today I announce my retirement from politics. The decision potentially clears the way for a presidential run by his daughter, Sarah Duterte Carpio. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan says the government is holding talks in neighboring Afghanistan with Pakistani Taliban militant groups. He wants to end violence in the northwest of the country. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Atharajan. Militants from Tehrik-i Taliban, an alliance of groups who want to impose Islamic Sharia law in Pakistan, have been attacking security forces for several years. Hundreds of people have been killed. The attacks have spiked since the Taliban seized power in Afghanistan. Now, the Pakistani premier says talks are going on with some of the groups who make up the TTP. Imran Khan said he did not believe in a military solution to the conflict. In recent weeks, the Pakistani government has indicated that it's willing to offer amnesty to Islamist militants if they lay down their arms. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Voting is taking place in local elections in Georgia, a day after the former president Mikhail Saakashvili was arrested. He was detained shortly after returning from years in exile. Mrs. Saakashvili was jailed because of a prior conviction for abuse of office. The current president, Salome Zurabishvili, emphasized that Mrs. Saakashvili would not be pardoned. It is true that it's not pleasant for the president of the country when a former president is arrested in front of the cameras. However, justice and the rule of law require it, and everyone is equal before the law. Many are asking today whether the president is going to pardon Mikhail Saakashvili. The answer is simple and final. No and never. The European space mission Bepi Colombo has sent back its first pictures of Mercury. The probe took the images as it came within 200 kilometers of the planet's surface. More photos are to be released in the next few days. The craft is currently speeding back into deep space. It's expected to fly past Mercury five more times over the coming years. Professor Mark McCochran is from the European Space Agency, which helped develop Pepe Colombo. The first few images that came back overnight were a bit overexposed. It's the first time we've been to Mercury, so um, our cameras have not been calibrated there. We're, you know, a bit worried. Well, okay, they're a bit overexposed, but we've we've got the latest data back now, and they they're looking fantastic. So it's a, yeah, it's a great moment to finally see Mercury, the mission we've been aiming at for decades, effectively. The British actor Daniel Craig is to be honoured with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame a week after his final James Bond film, No Time to Die, was released in the UK. Here's the BBC's Adam Porter. Daniel Craig will be the 2,704th entertainment figure to be given a star in the pavement in Los Angeles. It'll be placed at 7007 Hollywood Boulevard, a nod to his character's codename and next to that of one of his predecessors, Sir Roger Moore. It'll be unveiled on Wednesday, two days before No Time to Die is released in the States. The film has enjoyed a flying start at the box office in other parts of the world, following its world premiere in London last week. 
Scientists have revealed new insights into the relationship between the last queen of France, Marie Antoinette, and a man reputed to be her lover by deciphering passages of secret censored letters. The correspondence between the queen and a Swedish count, Axel von Fersen, dates from the time of the French Revolution. The BBC's Danny Eberhard has more details. The blotted out passages have long intrigued historians. Now French scientists have revealed glimpses of tenderness at a time of great political and emotional turmoil as the old world order crumbled. Words such as beloved, adored and tender friend. The discovery doesn't prove Marie Antoinette was having an affair, but it's a triumph of science, painstaking detective work using advanced X-ray imaging to tease out chemical variations in the formulation of the original ink and that used by the sensor. To sports and in football, the English Premier League Manchester United have been held by Everton to a one-all draw in the early game at Old Trafford, but without doubt the biggest game of the weekend is tomorrow night, as we hear from the BBC's John Bennett. It's one of the biggest games of the English Premier League season. The 2020 champions Liverpool host the 2021 title winners Manchester City at Anfield as the two rivals meet for the first time in this campaign. Liverpool are still unbeaten this season and have won seven of their nine games. City were very impressive in their 1-0 win over Chelsea last weekend and have kept five successive Premier League clean sheets. But they suffered a 2-0 defeat to Paris Saint-Germain on Tuesday in the Champions League which may have dented their confidence going into this match. Last season, City won at Anfield for the first time since 2003. And on to the weather. Mainly cloudy with a few showers, isolated thunderstorms tomorrow morning, sunny intervals in the afternoon. Temperatures in the region of 27 to 30 degrees, with moderate easterly winds, occasionally fresh later tomorrow. Currently at the observatory, it's 29 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity standing at 77%. And that's the news from RTHK. Meant to be. I've been losing sleep for far too long. 
trying to get in uh, by being better. Atom, along with Justin Stein, better. And I hope you're feeling better as well when you're chilling on cool tracks. <laughs> 